Welcome, everyone. This is Colin Clark. I'm really pleased to be joined on what I wish I knew about financial planning, but no one ever taught me. I have Jean Dunn with me today. She's a CFP, which is Certified Financial Planner, and she's a Vice President Insights Leader at T. Rowe Price. We want to talk today about something that's near and dear to my heart, and that's women in investing. I've been married for 23 years. I have twin daughters that are 18. They're about to go to college, and I want to set them off on the right foot as women, and there are unique challenges to women, right? You know, so why are we talking today about how women approach money and investing? What can we glean from your insights? Sure, Colin, and thanks so much for having me. You know, I've worked in finance my entire career, and I've had so many encounters with women who tell me, you know, I need to get more involved about investing, Gene. And then they politely change the subject, right? There's this gender norm among women that it's impolite to talk about money. And, and I'm trying to change that because as you shared, women have unique financial challenges. Women earn less, they live longer, they save at lower rates than men, they often take time off of work to care for loved ones. So all of these factors result in women having significantly lower retirement balances than men. But you know, it doesn't have to be that way. The more women can understand the relationship with money, make intentional choices, the greater chance they can achieve financial independence. And you think about your two daughters, Colin, what can financial independence mean to them? They can choose who they work for, who they live with, how they spend their time. Financial independence can empower women to have the freedom to make these choices. That's why I think it's so important for women to start talking about money. Well, and that, that's a great point. And I spent a lot of time in, uh, doing a lot of one-on-one -on -one meetings with women uh, employees and talking about their retirement, talking about their finances, introducing them to my colleagues on the financial planning side. Because I'm blown, I'm not blown away, but I'm just fascinated by the fact that we've gotten to a point now where 51% of personal wealth in the U.S. is controlled by women. Yes. And and that we're talking about like 14 trillion dollars, right? I mean, this is real money. Exactly. And and women are continue. We're we're seeing that trend grow. Women are continuing to control more personal wealth than men, and we think that's going to continue over the next few decades, just because women are participating in the workforce, you know, at greater rates than ever before. Well, and I see that four in ten American households that have children, like like my household, have a mother who's either the sole or primary earner for her family. How, how does that affect decisions? So it's such a huge impact because many women aren't necessarily uh, consider themselves a household CFO. So at T. Rowe Price, we've done some research and we, we ask women and men, do you consider yourself the household CFO? Meaning, are you the primary decision maker for investments and long-term financial planning? And we see a big gap. Only about a third of women consider themselves the household CFO versus a majority of men. And so if you're one of those four in 10 women that are controlling, you know, all of your household finances, it's critically important for you to feel enabled and empowered to be that household CFO. Well, I'm not a female, right? Um, I, I think of things differently than, than uh, you know, my wife, right? So women must think differently about money than men. Don't they? they do. And there's a couple reasons why. And let's just take a step back and, and think about how dramatically women's roles have changed in such a short period of time. So if you look at the 1950s, only about a third of women worked outside the home. And we talked about how how that's changed, uh, you know, today. But what's really interesting is women's ability to make independent financial decisions has actually lagged their participation in the workforce. It wasn't until 1974 
which was the Equal Credit Opportunity Act. So that act was legislation that guaranteed non-discrimination based on gender or race. What does that mean from a practical standpoint? 47 years ago, that's not that long ago, right? Women couldn't get a credit card, you know, buy a car, open a checking account, or even be on property without a man's signature. So women haven't had the ability to make independent financial decisions. We know oftentimes, you know, money and finances, your, your attitudes towards money are passed down from your parents. So think about all those baby boomer women and older who didn't have the ability to make those choices. Uh, and we want to make sure we're changing that, you know, for your daughters, for those next generations to, to make them empowered and, and have the ability to control their finances for many mothers and daughters. So, so with that in mind, Jean, so are there dynamics around money that are unique to mothers and daughters? There are. And I'm going to share with you a quick story. And to me, it's an extreme example, but it, it, it shows a lot of things. There's this famous writer. She told a story about her mother. She said her family had, you know, never talked about money. And one day she's at a friend's house. Her friend's father comes home. He's excited. He got a $300 a week raise. The family was celebrating and talking about it. And this writer came home and asked her mother, what's a raise? She didn't even know what a raise was. And, you know, her mother asked her, well, why are you asking what a raise is? And she replied that her friend's dad had gotten a $300 raise. And she said her mother slapped her across the face and said, we do not oh talk about money. <laughs> yeah. And I know oh that's extreme. <laughs> That's extreme, but money is a taboo topic. And that's actually one of the reasons we created a money mentorship program. We're encouraging mothers to become a money mentor to their daughters or to any young person in their life. This program is a series of 12 financial literacy lessons that can help mothers break the silence about money with their children and help fill this gap. You know, it's so important. You talked about your twin daughters. It's so important for young people to learn about finances early so they can make good choices. You know, the biggest choice you make to me is investing in that first job in that retirement plan that makes such a big difference. And, and it's this big gap in the education, in our education system. So that's one of the reasons we created this program. If anyone's interested in that program, right, they can contact us and, and we can deliver that program to them. Absolutely. So if anyone's interested in that, just please reach out to us, um, you know, through our website. And uh, we're happy to deliver that to you from uh, T. Rowe Price. And, and uh, that's great. So, uh, again, I mentioned I do a lot of one-on-ones. And I meet with a lot of folks, uh, you know, I, I talk about everything from life insurance to retirement planning to, uh, you know, budgeting, saving and investing. Uh, and, it, and, you know, I meet with both women and men all the time. And, and I'm not saying I'm finding, which is probably a good thing. I'm finding that that women nowadays are actually uh, doing a really good job of saving. But I, I think one of the challenges, is they might be saving more than their male counterparts, but they're not earning as much. Is that fair? Yeah. And, and a big part of that is women's attitudes towards security. So women, there, there's Gartner's done some research. It turns out that women value security much more than men. On a hundred point scale, women value security 29 points higher than men. Now, security can mean a lot of things, right? It's where you live, where you send your kids to school. But when we're talking about saving and investing, I think that need for security comes up when we're talking about investing. And there's a perception sometimes among women that investing 
can be more of a risky proposition. And just to add on another layer, Colin, the word risk actually means something different to women than men. Men view risk in a positive light. Women oftentimes view the word risk as something negative. You know, risk is something that you do that's bad that may or may not result in a negative outcome. But when we're talking about saving versus investing, you're really trading off one risk versus another. And that's why it's so important for women to talk to folks like you, Colin, to have a better understanding of how powerful a long-term financial plan and investing can be for them. Yeah, but see, my wife will jump out of a plane with a parachute and I won't. So what does that mean about risk? (laughs) (laughs) Well, every generalization has an exception, right? (laughs) (laughs) So so again, you know, when when we're meeting with one-on-one with, uh, with, uh, you know, folks, you know, what, from a female standpoint, what, what should women focus on in, ter- in regards to financial planning? Because we have a lot of uh, single households as well nowadays. So from a female perspective, and, and again, I'm looking at my, my daughters and, and as they're entering the workforce and graduating from college here in a few years, like from a financial planning standpoint, what are the kinds of things that you would encourage women to focus on? Yeah, and, and recognize, you know, there are some women that are really involved in their finances and there's some women that avoid finances. So first, I suggest take a look at what you've done in the past with regards to your finances. Are you someone that's actively involved or is your financial plan something that is the last thing on your list to do? You kind of avoid it. If you're someone that's actively involved, think about another woman in your life that you could encourage to become more involved. We all know as women, and you know, I've experienced this a lot, there's you know, eight out of 10 women at some point in their lives are gonna be solely responsible for their financial security. And we wanna make sure they're prepared. So I think women that are actively involved can be great role models for other women. But if you're someone that kind of avoids finances, if you haven't been involved, maybe consider that money mentorship program. That's a good place to start. But even just starting to understand your relationship with money can help you become more intentional, intentional, excuse me, about your finances going forward and having conversations with your financial professional, uh, you know, Colin, I think is also a, a great place to start. Oftentimes I hear from women, they're hesitant to ask questions of their financial professional, um, maybe setting up a separate meeting uh, may be helpful for you, but but don't think that how you've been involved in the past has to be what you're doing going forward. The, the best thing you can do is be intentional about how involved you are. No, that's great. And, and uh, you know, again, we want to look at things from a holistic perspective too. I mean, we want to look at, we take care of people from a, a personal insurance standpoint, not just life insurance, but also, you know, property and casualty. And, and we also have uh, female staff members as well. Uh, that are financial planners and, and meet with folks as well. How, you know, how important is the trust factor when you're, when, when you're coming at it from a female perspective? It's huge. So just like women value security more than men, women value trust a lot more than men. And in general, so this is a generalization, women are distrustful of the financial industry. <laughs> it's not necessarily an industry that's embraced women in the past, right? Uh, but to your point, Uh, It it doesn't have to be that way. And having personal relationships, I think, is a huge start. And and it's much easier for women, you know, if they're working with a financial professional like you or other members of your firm uh, to to gain that trust. No, that's wonderful. Uh, Jean, thanks so much. This is so important. And, uh, you know, we really see the need to uh, make sure that, uh, 
you know, we're really uh, meeting the challenges uh, of, of women. And I uh, just want to thank you so much for being here. The What I Wish I Knew About Financial Planning, But No One Ever Taught Me podcast. So uh, I'm Colin Clark. And uh, thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, Gene. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our show, we'd love for you to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you access your podcasts. There is no assurance that the techniques and strategies discussed are suitable for all investors or will yield positive outcomes. Investing involves risks, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Investing in stocks includes numerous specific risks, including the fluctuation of dividends, loss of principal, and potential liquidity of the investment in a falling market. Bonds are subject to market and interest rate risk if sold prior to maturity. Bond values will decline as interest rates rise and bonds are subject to availability and change in price. Alternative investments may not be suitable for all investors and involve special risks such as leveraging the investment, potential adverse market forces, regulatory changes, and potential liquidity. The strategies employed in the management of alternative investments may accelerate the velocity of potential losses. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA and SIPC. Investment advice offered through Global Retirement Partners LLC, a registered investment advisor. Global Retirement Partners, Washington Financial Group, a division of Hub International Mid-Atlantic and Hub International are not affiliated with LPL Financial. Global Retirement Partners, LPL Financial, Washington Financial Group, and Hub International are not affiliated in any way with the services offered by any guest on this show. excited today to be joined by Dean uh, Gene. <laughs> All right, we'll start over. <laughs> Dean John. Dean Dunn. <laughs> uh, there's an, there, there'll be an outtakes, right?